Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod Presents Tuka and Bird Pod. Today, we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 10 of Tuka and Birdie, Sweet Beak, the finale, baby. I'm, of course, Kirsten McKinnis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe we have already watched a whole season of Tuka and Birdie. Literally, How? Yeah, no, the time makes no sense at the best of times. But yeah, I feel like we just started. We're already done all the Netflix episodes. Now we move on to the next way to do it. Yeah, the adult swim era. By the end of the year, we're already going to be almost done season two. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess tragically this week, Tuka and Birdie canceled. Yes. Sorry to Lisa Hanawalt and all the other amazing people involved in creating Tuka and Birdie. Unfortunately, things made by women for women are not valued by this society, even though, as I said just last week, women are consumers. But it's fine. Uh, hopefully she gets to finish the story as she wanted on another platform at some point. But I will say, I do think the chances of that are low. Yes, I do too. But I'm excited to watch the two seasons that we still have in front yes. of us. And I'm sure it'll be great. Imagine how different this could be if Netflix had actually advertised season one to people. Yeah. And also, I feel like more could have been done to try to get the Bojack crowd to move over. Like, I definitely wasn't really aware of the show and was very aware of Bojack. That's what Netflix does, though. They don't advertise their shows. They release them. They don't Mm. advertise them. They don't promote them to people. They don't do the press. And then they're like, oh, wow, I can't believe we have to cancel half of our shows. And it's like, nobody knows they exist. <laughs> like, yeah. advertise them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I told you this week, Kirsten, Nightmare of All Nightmares, Cameron's mother started listening to our podcast. You can't say this on the podcast because then she's going to hear it. She'll know. She'll. It's fine. She's going to know all my secrets. She's never going to listen s- all the way to the end. Can I speak directly to her if she's listening right now? Please. What What should I call her? Cameron's mom. Hey, Cameron's mom. You don't need to listen to this. (laughs) This is where Lindsay and I perform mental illness for the internet. (laughs) And nobody that knows us should know that it exists. (laughs) Please listen to a different podcast. (laughs) She'll never make it this far. I can't imagine she's even listened to episode two. (laughs) Well, that's like at one point before I had met my boyfriend's mom, he was like, oh, yeah, she said you have a nice voice. And I was like, how does she know what my voice sounds like? And he was like, oh, she was listening to one of your podcasts. And I was like, no, which one? Because A, all of it's bad. Please don't perceive me. But B, certain ones are way worse than others. <laughs> what would be the worst case scenario? Any uh, love show. Mm-hmm. Any of them. They're all it, there is no good solution here. Let me let me be very clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh true nightmare i was like what and then he was like oh she didn't listen to the whole thing she said it wasn't like it wasn't for her it wasn't like a a show that she watches so she didn't like really she wasn't interested in the subject matter and i was like perfect never listen again that way yeah oh my god like oh she's interested in this i'll never talk about it again (laughs) exactly right how was your trip to vancouver it was so long i didn't even i wasn't even in vancouver I was in a, like a burb. Yeah. It was a really long day, but I'm going to get paid a lot of overtime. So good. it's yes, fine. That's good. We love to see that. 
You'll love to see it. None of the other people <laughs> I traveled with are getting overtime. Oh, that's right. what happens oh, that's when you rise to a certain level in the organization and you become an excluded employee. Looks <laughs> just suck, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm included. <laughs> um, how exactly. did your midterm go, Lindsay? It went well. I got my grade back yesterday, and I did really well on it. So that's great. Hey, how well is really well? Tell me your percentage. 94.5. Yeah! <laughs> yes, queen of intelligence. Mm, nailing it out here. Hey, I'm proud mm -hmm. of you. So that's over. I'm very happy about that. And I only have like four weeks of class left. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And how many exams will you have at the end of the semester? Zero. I have one large paper to write, and that's it. And that's it? Yeah. You can stop learning. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> no more learning. Write that paper. How long is the paper? Like 100 pages? 50 pages? No. 20 like pages? Quite short. It's like a, it's supposed to be like a sciencey manuscript. So, I don't know, 10. Wow. 10 pages stands between you and being done the semester. Yeah. Plus all the like statistical analysis that has to go into the paper. But that'll be all right. Mm. I can fake my way through it. <laughs> You definitely cannot fake your way through statistical analysis. Yeah, I know enough things that I can make a good argument. <laughs> a future doctor, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh <-huh>, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is literally true. It's true. It's true. Not Should... that kind that you want treating you for anything. Uh -huh. That's like what Taylor Swift said. Because <laughs> uh -huh. she, she got an honorary doctorate from... Mm. NYU. I wish I could have an honorary doctorate. Me too. I but I don't think it actually. Real one. <laughs> but I don't think it actually helps you get jobs. So like. Yeah. That's probably true. She also doesn't get to call herself like Taylor Swift PhD, does she? I mean, I think in theory she could. Doctor PhD. Swift. Call her Doctor Beebs. <laughs> I don't know. We should get into our savings. <laughs> Let's do it. Tell everyone what time it is. Yeah, Brian Scally, lead us in. <laughs> what time is it? It is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022 at 5.43 p.m. in the Pacific time zone, 8.43 p.m. in New York, 12.43 a.m. on Friday, November 4th, and 8.43 a.m. in Hong Kong on Friday, November 4th. And that's... What time it is right now? Brought to you by Brian Scally. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we give them some holidays too? Yes, I'd love that. I, I said that as if like, what are you supposed to add to what time it is literally right now? Like, haha, yeah, it's totally five forty-five right now. <laughs> it so is. <laughs> um, like, oh, totally. Okay, it is. This podcast is getting released on November. 8th 2022 and boy do i have some holidays for you incredible what are they this first one i gotta tell you i will not partake but i think that Lindsay might it is aid and abet punsters day <laughs> so it's a day to make bad puns and encourage others to do the same wow incredible <laughs> yeah i'll probably do that <laughs> it is cook something bold day bold like also known as cook something bold and pungent day i think it's just something with a lot of spices 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's when like, I think bold, I think like lots of taste and, or possibly it's, very spicy. It's literally like, white people, please try something other than salt and pepper, <laughs> for the love of God. For the love of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In America, it's election day because it is the mm. second Tuesday in November, which is the tradition because that's when farming was done. Yeah. And so then people could vote. I learned that in my political science degree. You're welcome, Very everybody. Cool. Yeah. Um, so and go, go vote. vote. Unless you're a Republican, in which case <laughs> it was last week. Sorry. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Please vote. Very important. Midterm elections, just as important. Especially right now, truly. Yeah. We're just um, out here doing the work for rock the vote or whatever the young person thing used to be when we were young people. Literally rock the vote. <laughs> I actually think like, obviously not for this election, but I think like Ariana Grande has gotten like an in- huge number of young people to vote and like had voter registration at her concerts at one point. Oh. Yeah. Good for her. We love a politically active queen. We do. It is Intersex Day of Solidarity. Okay. So, t- solidarity to our intersex siblings. Mm-hmm. It is National Ample Time Day. Ample time for what? <laughs> Reflecting on your priorities, daily structure, and health hmm. cr- to create more time in a day to complete necessary tasks. So, you're supposed to, like prioritize things today i will be choosing not to partake thank you very yeah, much sounds like yet another example of like get organized get your shit together day it's like oh stop being such a useless shit read seven habits <laughs> of highly effective people Man. i refuse i refuse i will not become a highly effective person because i'm a person That's right. but i what i will say is this if you woke up today and you only have 40 percent effort to give and you give 40%, that means you gave 100%. And don't let anybody nice. tell you otherwise. I love it. Great perspective. <laughs> like, how dare, how dare anyone say otherwise? Mm-hmm. It is National Cappuccino Day, which I guess yeah. you would need to become more effective with all of your ample time. Yeah, I guess so. You need to be appropriately Ooh. caffeinated. Are you a cappuccino girly? What type of caffeine do you drink? I like a latte. I'm not mm, so much too. of a cappuccino gal. Do you like the holiday drinks at Starbucks? I can't say I've tried many of the holiday drinks. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a recommendation. <laughs> it's something that Please. you could follow through on as early as tomorrow because Starbucks oh. does, in fact, have their holiday drinks. All right. There's Get one on my way to work. I could stop on the way in. Get a sugar cookie oat milk latte. But get it half sweet because it is Hmm. way too sweet otherwise. I was literally going to say, should I get it half sweet? (laughs) Get it half sweet. But it is so delicious. And it really tastes like a sugar cookie. And the oat milk just makes it taste like roasty toasty like a cookie. (laughs) And it is so good. All right. Okay. Tomorrow morning. Maybe I should set a reminder. Oh, my God. Set a reminder on your phone right now. Get a sugar cookie latte. Okay. It's happening. Setting a reminder. Yes! (laughs) I don't know the best way to set a reminder. Remind me to get latte. Okay, reminder is set. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's a, it's, the drink is literally called sugar cookie oat latte. Okay. Like it by default comes with oat milk. Yeah. Okay, great. Just so you're aware. 
It is National Dunce Day, which is how you would feel if you ordered that latte. (laughs) (laughs) Wear that dunce cap. Like, what does that even mean? National Dunce Day. And then you click the link and it just takes you to yahoo.ca. Like, the website Mm. is gone. (laughs) Maybe it's just like, don't do anything foolish. Like, use Yahoo. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's National Harvey Wallbanger Day. Do you know what a Harvey Wallbanger Day is? Nope. Who dat? It's it is a screw screwdriver with Galliano liqueur in it as well. Mm. So it has like a, it's like a screwdriver with like a vanilla y taste. Right. Is it named it, after someone who enjoyed it? It's that apparently beverage? named after a surfer that ordered the drink enough times that they banged into the wall on their exit. Which does, in fact, according to this page, seem far-fetched, as evidence has shown that the creator of the drink was in Connecticut during the time that it was supposedly invented, and there is no record of the bar's existence. Hmm. So, I don't know what to tell you. In university, one of my friends was, like, obsessed with Harvey Wallbangers, and he was like, I'm going to make a bunch of Harvey Wallbangers, and it was like... We're 19, like, nobody cares. <laughs> no, very much not. But I guess if you're going to make, like, a, quote, cocktail as a, like, 19-year-old, it definitely makes sense that it would be vodka, orange juice, and one other ingredient. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> it's National Parents as Teachers Day. So maybe it's, like, take your kid to work day. Homeschool day. Home- no, we will not be participating in that. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but mm, good job, parents and teachers. Yes. It is National STEAM Day, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Okay. And I think it's interest. It used to be National STEM Day, and then they added in the art. And I got to say, one of these things is not like the others. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Famously, I am a woman in STEM, but I guess now I'm a woman in STEAM. You're a woman in STEAM, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to a hot spring next week, in which case I will be a woman in steam. Oh, my God. I want to go to a hot spring. Is there any hot springs on Vancouver Island? Surely there must be. North of Tofino. That's so far. (laughs) It does sound very far. But it looks really nice. Oh, man. A two-mile trail. This is crazy. <laughs> In Banff, the hot springs are like a pool. Yeah. Cam went to the hot springs, probably those ones in Tofino, and he said they're really cool. Like natural yeah. ones. A two-mile walk just to get to the water? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> are you sick of these holidays yet? Because we are not done. It's a lot of them. It's a lot today. <laughs> it's a Listen, it's a finale podcast. Mm. I am dying. You're tired too. Like, <laughs> let us live. It is National Young Readers Day. Okay. Famously, pro book podcast. Mm-hmm. Famously. It is Skeptics Day International. Hmm. So you should be skeptical. Yeah. I support that. This day is a floating holiday that takes place on every Friday the 13th, as well as on Election Day in November. It seems like a weird one. Why does it Mm -hmm. have to happen so many times a year? Yeah. Be skeptical every day or not at all. That's my opinion (laughs) on the matter. That's good advice. It's World Pianist Day. Okay. 
So if anybody plays, hopefully my landlord upstairs will not play the piano. Not that they're bad, because, like, they're really talented, actually. But it's just, like, I'm the Grinch. And I'm like, noise, 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 <laughs> noise. noise. <laughs> it's World Town Planning Day. Right. Which I guess I would be the same as that. city planning, which I'm on board with. Mm-hmm. And then last, but certainly not least, it's X-ray day. Get All those right. X-rays, baby. Yeah, as needed. Apparently at the dentist, if you feel anxiety, you can ask for the lead thing to be put on you like a weighted blanket while they oh. do your procedure. Fun. I just learned that recently and um, useful information. Yeah, I think you should try it. You love a weighted blanket. I have extreme anxiety, and I like mm-hmm. to feel cozy, so yeah. I'm on board. still don't have a weighted blanket. I think that's something oh, I should invest in. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Have you ever heard of the European bedding, like, method? No. So the way it works is instead, like, right now, I assume you're the same as me. You have a queen bed, you have a bottom sheet, you have a top sheet, you have blankets. Mm-hmm. I assume. I assume you're mm-hmm. a top sheet gal. You you don't strike yeah. <laughs> me as the no top sheet person. I'm a top sheet gal too. But so the European bedding method is that you have your fitted sheet and then instead of one top sheet, you would have like two single sheets, two blankets, two like single duvets. So that you and whoever you're sleeping with both mm-hmm. can be like at your comfort level. But then when you make your bed, like it's not perfectly smooth, like how it would be, like how your bed, I assume, is right now when you made it this morning. <laughs> so it's a little bit more of a lived-in look, mm-hmm. but it makes it a lot more comfortable for two people. Yeah. I have friends who do this, and it does not surprise me that this would be a European thing that they have decided to try. Big into Sweden and stuff, these people. But yeah, uh, they've they been doing pro- this for years. <laughs> they probably love Haig. <laughs> They hike a lot, love camping, dig into this kind of shit. Anyways, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then instead of having one queen size 15 pound blanket, I'll have two mini size 15 pound blankets and we can both be so cozy. And Josh was like, so we can't cuddle anymore. (laughs) And I was like, what part of this meant that we can't (laughs) cuddle anymore? (laughs) Uh, that's I yeah like, that's how i felt too that same that. reaction <laughs> i would never suggest it if i thought that cuddling was at risk <laughs> but i think it's better because then you can like like maybe i'm under three layers of blanket and he's under two layers of blanket but mm-hmm. he can still like grab me and then we're both comfortable yeah so like I, I call cuddling like he can grab me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think most people would have said hold, but yes. yeah, I grab a hold. I'm sticking with what I said. I think it's a correct. Stand by it. <laughs> I, it. Yes, literally, I stand by it. Anyways, now that we're 20 minutes in this episode, should we mm-hmm. talk about Duke and Bernie? I guess so. Yeah, it's molting season, baby. Yes. So. The synopsis for this episode is Tuca thinks about calling her sister on molding day and Brady thinks about opening her own bakery. Mm-hmm. What what did you think about this episode? I like this episode. I do feel like it's a little bit like it's hard to come back from such a strong episode mm-hmm. last week. It's a very tough act to follow to be so self-contained about Brady's whole story and then try to just come back to normal life and stuff. But I think they do a good job. It's a fun episode. Yes, it is definitely still a fun episode. 
a holiday episode. We love mm-hmm. the holidays here on <laughs> Two Gun Bird Pod, obviously. We do. Went straight from spooky season to molting season. That's right. Where do you stand on, like, Christmas decorations and music? Like, how long do you have to wait after Halloween? I don't care. <laughs> I usually start uh, feeling like it's acceptable December 1st, but I, I'm not going to get upset waiting if anyone until does it before. <laughs> after Cameron's birthday as a sign of respect. That's right. Yeah, out of respect for <laughs> the Camerons in our lives. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you want to listen on the first, listen on the first. If you want to listen after Remembrance Day because you think that's somehow more respectful to the troops, I would love to interrogate that. <laughs> Yes. Why you think it's disrespectful to the troops to listen to holiday music? Mm-hmm. I I was in a military family for many years before I ever heard anybody say it's disrespectful to the troops. Uh-huh. I think it's strange. And also, maybe we should disrespect the troops sometimes. <laughs> Bojack hates the troops. I mean, I don't think all of them are heroes. I'm sure some of them are assholes. Like Neil McBeal. No, he was a man of honor. Yes, he wanted that's true. he just wanted his muffin back. I, I honestly I stand with Neil McBeal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it is molting season for Bird Town, Bird City. Bird Town, I think. Bird, I was just going to say about the Christmas Bird creep town. thing. I also feel like there's some element of being like, let's make it right after Halloween so people will spend money longer because capitalism. Well, yes. So there's that. Thanks <laughs> for being a skeptic and a downer. <laughs> always. Always. As per usual. No, you're. it's so funny. Like, our work has a thing where you can donate money, like, via your paycheck to charity. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's just an automatic deduction. I don't... Yeah think that my employer gets any sort of tax benefit for it i think you still get a tax sheet at the end of the year it's just to facilitate and make it easier for you to donate but i'm like i think it's scam (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna just donate myself like i'll just donate from my bank account and then they'll send me the receipt directly but it's just like how like you go to the store and it's like want to donate five dollars and you're like no i do not want to give a multinational corporation a tax break Mm-hmm. Like, they already That's don't true. pay taxes. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> ridiculous. And that one is real. Mm-hmm. The one about my employer, I don't think it's actually a scam. But in my head, I'm like, it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> a skeptic, through and through. <laughs> That's me, baby. Every Friday the 13th and on election day. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tuka and Birdie are heading back to the city. They are done with their time at the Jelly Lakes. I feel like it was very stark that it's now the holiday season because mm-hmm. the Jelly Lakes are such, I guess, summer. I know, I know they address that it's summer year round there. Yeah, but true. it still feels very weird to be going straight into winter time. Yeah, I agree. I think even when they were looking at the houses a few episodes back, it didn't seem like it was close to winter. Versus here, it's like, yeah, Birdie's got, like, a big sweater, and she's, like, dressed up for molting day while she's in the car. I mean, climate change is real. Sometimes, now, I feel like winter comes out of nowhere. It's snowing in some parts of Vancouver today. Yeah, it's supposed to do that again next week. Not excited. Anyways, we all know my opinion on snow. So... Birdie loves molting season. She loves the holiday season, which makes total sense. I sh- I'm sure it's a time for lots of baked goods. It's, it's good mm-hmm. stuff. But Tuka, on the other hand, hates molting season. 
Yeah. Too many creepy children's choirs singing and also her siblings call and she hates it. I love when she says like, oh, kids singing with head. Like there's like the kid singing like it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it, yeah, because owls, obviously. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. Like molting night, holy night or something. And the head is just so creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. Honestly, around. kids, children's choirs are spooky. I stand mm-hmm. with Tuka. Yes, yes. Spooky um, as shit. And I agree, forced family combo is not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they gang up on her and make fun of her messy apartment. I mean, I understand because I have a messy apartment because I'm not a one like you. I am <laughs> an eight. And also, I just don't have room. I, I never have enough room. If I had room for storage solutions, mm-hmm. my things would be stored. Mm-hmm. But I have no room. Yeah, yeah. It's no good. You would walk into my apartment and be like, you live like this? Like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, I have no I would never be so rude. I mean, honestly, it would be deserved. Well, okay, you wouldn't say it, but then you'd go home and you'd be like, Cameron, you have to hear how Kirsten lives. <laughs> oh, no. Or like Hazel. You'd be like, Hazel, Kirsten. How can she live like this? It's disgusting. I'd be like, it's 300 square feet. (laughs) Let me live. Uh, Anyways, Bertie goes home. And Speckle is just like, your phone's here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like not turning around when she comes in. And he's clearly pissed. And he says, like, your phone came in the mail. She's like, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you I didn't have a phone. And then he just, like, loses it. And it's like, no, if this happens, you find a phone. And you tell me I didn't know where you were. I've been worried. Just loses it. Literally, I'm surprised that the police weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, honestly. Like, maybe they should have That's the been. only <laughs> thing that doesn't make sense about this, is that he did not call the authorities. Mm-hmm. And, like, does Speckle not have Tuka's number? You would think he would, right? Even if she didn't bother to save his. Yeah, like, I'm surprised that he didn't call her. But maybe he did, and then she didn't answer. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we can't celebrate it because you were gone and you can't just do this to me and I'm always your rock and yeah, sometimes I need you to be the rock and she's just like, everything he says, just like, yep, this is very reasonable. You're making a lot of sense. Yep. And he's just like, got a tear in his eye. Poor Speckle. It's a lot. Yeah, Speckle's having a really hard time. He's just asking for open, honest communication and mm-hmm. a girlfriend that doesn't disappear for days on end without <laughs> communicating with him. Like, really, reasonable. The, the bar is in hell right here. Like, he is not asking for a lot. And he's like, and also, I bought a house and it's a <laughs> real piece of shit. That killed me. It's a real piece of shit, too. Total fixer ever. Yep. Very good. Like, Speckle, what are you? Like, he just, like, went into full crisis mode and was like, I will buy a fixer upper house. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I want this. Like, I want to build this house and I want you to live in it with me. But, like, you can't keep doing this shit and you have to choose to be with me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go to the house and I'm going to work on it. And I'll be staying there. I have a cot. It's very uncomfortable and I cannot return it. Like, bye. (laughs) Yeah, because she's like, it's midnight. What are you doing going there? And he's like, I have a cot. It's terrible. (laughs) And I can't return it. (laughs) Have you ever slept on a cot, Lindsay? Mm, Maybe just like like a hotel cot, but not like Mm, what he's working with. Yeah, Yeah, my dad had like a couple of army cots that we would use for like sleepovers in the living room and they are not comfortable but my sister like loves them like still my sister if like my sister could have one now she'd be like yeah i'd love to sleep on a cot weird why does she like it so much 
listen, if I could tell you why my sister did things, my life would be easy. Just kidding. I love her. Thankfully, she'll never listen to me. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so Tuka is like trying to, trying to sort her stuff out. She's listening. It's like a Marie Kondo type podcast of like (laughs) this is what you should do like it's where you like hold things up and if it sparks joy you keep it and she's literally keeping everything useless and Mm -hmm. throwing away it it would be like and this is just like a made-up example it'd be like oh my birth certificate that can go Mm -hmm. Ooh, a half-eaten bag of chips i'll keep that forever (laughs) literally like she finds a picture of what appears to be her sibling and their partner and their child and she crumpled up like sappy and like throws that in the trash and then decides to keep like the peel from they're like the stem of some grapes or something yeah and like obviously she doesn't need to keep the stem of the grapes but i also like when someone sends you a picture of them and their family like how long are you obligated to keep that for you know it's a fair point like i have a friend who always sends a photo of like her and her husband in the christmas card and i'm like do I have to keep this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's wh- what's the purpose of this? And I'm yeah. too afraid to ask. Yeah, I often don't I just keep those them. Very I just have them in a box. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't yeah. keep them for beyond that first season whenever I received it. Do you keep, like, Christmas cards and stuff, or do you get rid of everything? Depends who it's from. Like, occasionally I've gotten stuff from, like a very old grandparent with something cute written inside i'm like i should probably keep this oh my god i keep everything i have a box of cards for from the last like at least 10 years if there's nothing personal written in it i don't keep it yeah but like it could just say merry christmas kirsten have a good year and i'd be like keep that for until the day i die yeah no i kind of want to show you how big my box of this crap is (laughs) <laughs> just because I think your eyes are going to go really wide. Would that be like totally disrail this podcast if I go grab it? Just do it. You clearly want to. <laughs> I want to see your face. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not prepared. There are also some important documents in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I was unprepared for the size of that box. <laughs> it's huge. For the listeners, it's like a large like one of those tote bins. <laughs> it's not a large tote. <laughs> it's a pretty big tote. But it's like, here, I'll go, let me grab a card at random. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, please. Oh, first, actually, it's the program from Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. the musical that me and Josh sure. Um, There's obviously some trash in here that needs to go. <laughs> I've got a thank you card. Look at from all that writing inside. Frail Mary. Yeah, see, I'd keep that. It's like a nice long friend message, personalized. Yeah, well, it was on top of the pile. It's not just like, happy skeptics day from Mary. It's like, uh, here's a birthday card where the man's in hell. And the caption says, oddly enough, the salsa is kind of mild here. (laughs) And it's from my 24th birthday. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Kirsten. (laughs) For my brother-in-law. Wow. And then, oh, a 21st birthday card for my sister. God, you really do keep them forever, huh? I do. I can't help it. It's okay. It's being sentimental. I should go through it, though. I think there is some stuff in there that could for sure go. 
Sometimes I go through the cards I do have and find money in them. Okay, well, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> One time, because often I'll just be like, I'll just like put this card here and then I'll deal with it later. And then it ends up in the box and I forget that there was money in there. And it's happened at least three times that I found $20. I've got to tell you, a card is not something you deal with later. You take the money and you put it instantly in your wallet. Yeah, that should have been the move. Like, that's the rule. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not very experienced with cards with money in them. It's always a very exciting day. I'm like, ooh, I can go get myself oh my a birthday God. present. That's so funny. That's when you get that giant Starbucks latte, baby. That's right. <laughs> so... Anyways, back to the... I'm sorry. This is a very tangent-heavy okay. episode. I think people will be happy. People like the yes. tangents, and we have been low on tangents lately. Yes, we have. So Bertie goes to talk to Pastry Pete, but on the on the way to talk to Pastry Pete, she does realize, like, oh, shoot, I'm probably fired for my data entry job as well. But then we get a really funny clip of her boss at that job being like, are you coming to the meeting? Like, oh, lost in thought. Let the mind water, like wander. <laughs> and I do think it's really funny that he hasn't even noticed she hasn't been there. <laughs> yeah, her chair is just like facing away, facing the window. And he's just like, ah, yes, like the meetings do drag on. Like, how about you skip this one and just keep focusing on the big picture stuff? And she doesn't answer. And he's like, my God, you truly know yourself. I trust you so much. It's so funny. It's like, great. I mean, and that is... I feel like corporate jobs really are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read this book recently. It's a, like a graphic novel, and the author is just someone named Emma. And the book is called, she has one called The Mental Load and one called The Emotional Load. And they're both basically just about like invisible labor that gets piled on women. And one of them, she's talking about, she's like, one of the ways to like improve your life is to think about whether your job is a bullshit job. And it was like, basically, if your job was removed from the world would anything bad happen and that's how you tell if it's a bullshit job and birdies is clearly a bullshit job i actually do think bad things could happen if my job was removed from the world yeah your job feels important but i do feel like it's a bullshit job <laughs> <laughs> we're cogs in the machine baby that's right so she gets to the bakery and pastry beat is just like immediately assigns her a task mm-hmm yeah, she almost runs off to do it initially. She's like, yeah, chef. But Tuka, fortunately, yeah. came with her. And Tuka's stopping her. And Tuka's even a little bit like, why are we even coming here? Like, shouldn't it just be implied that, of course, you quit? But she's like, no, I have to do it in person. So, like, Birdie, do you? I, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're in an abusive workplace, spe- especially if it's just uh, an apprenticeship that mm-hmm. you're... I, was she getting paid? i unsure. Yeah, unclear. I think it might have been just for the experience. Yeah, I think you could just quit at that point. Yeah. Like, you you could just leave ghost forever. Yeah, just never go back. Pace Repeat actually wants her to manage the new patisserie. And yeah. so he'd be getting a second location, and it would be like she had her own bakery, and they would be working very closely together. Mm-hmm. And then Tuka's, like, nudging Birdie so much that she, like, pushes her out of the screen, basically. It's like, what nudgery is this? Yeah, that's so funny. And Bertie gives it to him good and quits. And so she's going to open her own bakery. Yeah. And he keeps like baiting her a little bit by being like, that's ridiculous. Of course you're not. And she just keeps escalating it by being like, I'm going to open it within the next three days. And at one point she says by the end of the day, but realizes that's absurd. Yeah, I, that uh, I, I think is impossible. 
<laughs> yes. But when they leave, she's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah, and Tuka's just like, it's just like when you swam to the jelly lakes or whatever. Like, I watched you do that. Like, just take it step by step. And Brady's like, wow, that's good advice. We Honestly, I'm so glad they're back together. Like, them not me being too. friends was affecting me deeply. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad they're back yes. together. And Tuka checks her phone and has still not heard anything from her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, it, they, yeah, they're focusing more on this over the course of the episode, but she keeps checking it and it's just nothing. And it, her phone is being mocking to her, too, of like, still no messages or phone calls, you pathetic bird. So sad. Oh, the mm-hmm. phone is so mean. It must be made by the same people who made the mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Birdie's going to name her bakery Sweet Bee, and mm-hmm. she's going to sell sweet rolls filled with lemon cream. What do you think about that? I would eat it. I... You don't like gloopy would not eat it <laughs> what about just the sweet roll i i think i don't really understand what a sweet roll is is it like a donut is it like bread like what is it yeah i think it'd be more like a maybe like a brioche type of bread like a very soft dough i'd be open to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'd be open to it but i don't want the like lemon cream sounds not for me <laughs> yes i would agree that it's not for you <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had this talk. (laughs) (laughs) I won't get you Um, one. I'll get you a croissant. There you go. And so they go to buy bulk supplies Mm -hmm. and they are not able to buy baking supplies in bulk at this bulk grocery store. Yeah. The guy behind the register keeps doing a lot of like, oh, you ordered five scoops, but our minimum is 10 scoops. And she's like, okay, I'll buy 10. He's like, sorry, we only have six and our minimum is 10. So. Yeah, like, oh, you can't buy anything. And it's like, what in the hell is going on here? Mm -hmm. I instantly knew sabotage was happening. Yes, I agree. Definitely. They have been tipped off by Pastry Pete. Yeah. They're like, they're also like trying to get a venue and they also cannot get a venue. Like if they wanted to open anything but a bakery, they could have a venue, but... Because it's bakery, they can't have it. Nicole Byer, very good here. <laughs> they say what it's for. Birdie says mm-hmm. her name. And then Nicole Byer is like, denied, denied. And then yeah. Tuka says, can I use your bathroom? And she goes, denied, go in the street. I mean, if you got to go in the street, you got to go in the street. I will never give anyone crap for peeing in the street. Pun. I've certainly peed in the street many times. <laughs> am I committed? Am I admitting to a crime right now? Maybe. Maybe. Who can Prove say? it. Prove when and where I did it. You don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so obviously nothing is working. So Brady's like, that's okay. I can make these at home for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's going to buy stuff from the grocery store, even though it'll be more expensive. She's going to have a very tiny profit margin here. I was about to mm-hmm. say profit margarine, um, which I guess is <laughs> kind of a funny pun if you want to aid and abet me today. But Very pun day. As was, was, I'm not going to give anyone crap for going in the street. Aw. I didn't mean it, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how I am. So punny. <laughs> so even though they're incredibly busy, they make time to stop at a church for a molting day ceremony. Because mm-hmm. I guess not only is it molting season, it's like basically molting eve. Yeah, it seems like it's molting eve. Or maybe they just do these ceremonies like all week. True. I guess there are lots of like Christmas pageants and stuff like the week leading up. Good Lord. You're right. 
they are they're, they're given the message of having a warm molting day and they hear some stories mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the history of molting day or whatever instantly clocked that the priest guy telling the story is mr peanut butter <laughs> well he has a real name <laughs> yeah but who remembers what it is paul f tompkins <laughs> that's correct that is correct yeah. Good Lord. I really liked the story, though. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's a story of St. Oriol, who decided he didn't want to migrate. So he spent all this time like gathering supplies and getting ready. And then his family all left him. And when they came back, a miracle. St. Oriol was dead because he molted all his feathers and froze to death. So remember to keep your family close. Thank God they have electricity now in, in mm-hmm. bird town. Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and they said that now St. Oriol flies over town dropping sweets on people. I don't know where the sweets come from, but I I guess maybe he could have used, like, I think if the story was more that, like, he survived because someone had provided him Mm -hmm. supplies or, like, magically his food and oil had lasted eight nights when it should have lasted one night. Like, I don't know. Just a completely unique story I came up with off the top of my head. Right off the dome. Yeah, no, I really like it. How they're like, a miracle. He was dead. Oh, I feel like you have a similar cadence to Apollo F. Tompkins sometimes. (laughs) I feel like I try to channel him. I think you do. I think you succeed. All right. Well, thank you. So... Tuka starts crying because she still hasn't received a call from her family and she just she tries to brush it off like oh no I like really just liked the show at this church she's like sobbing and then Bertie's just like yeah she just really liked it and then like runs out after her and she's like I thought you hated these what's the problem she wants a call from her family she doesn't like those calls but like at least it's better than the nothing that she gets the rest of the time that's right. Yeah. And Bertie's like, so why don't you call them? And she's like, I'm too scared because what if they don't want to hear from me and we lose touch forever? Big feelings and relatable feelings. <laughs> Big feelings. And Bertie gives her the advice that she needs to show people that she cares and to not take them for granted. And it's like, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, why has she spent all day starting a bakery instead of talking to <laughs> I Like, I'm just... I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in Bertie's actions. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bertie and you and I do not have the exact same insecure attachment style in the sense that I would not be avoiding the fact that Speckles stormed out at midnight. I would have to be like, gotta chase after him, fix everything. Oh, God, alone forever. I, the, the idea, we would never just go on a trip and not tell our significant other where yes. we were going or talk to them. The whole, like, we would never be in this situation. It's true. Truly never. So then Birdie gets upset and she's worried that she ruined everything with Speckle and she doesn't know what to do. And Tuka gives her great advice. Mm-hmm. She's like, go get him, girl. And if you can't get him, we'll let you grieve for an appropriate amount of time and then we'll get you right back out there. I love that. It's like, listen, men, in fact, are disposable. <laughs> <laughs> we do not need a scarcity mentality. <laughs> exactly. So... She runs all the way to Speckle's new house, which, like, where did she get the address? That's what I wonder, too. She just, like, is there. Yeah. I hope she, I hope he wrote it down for her or something. Mm-hmm. And she tries to do a grand gesture by bringing him a portrait of his own face, like what he had at the apartment. But Speckle's already prepared. He already has his own. It's the one piece of decor in his new house. 
Yes, which this time I found very, very funny. In the first episode, it's like, this is very strange. And now it's like a hilarious that it's so important to him that he brought it. I mean, honestly, should I start putting up portraits of my own face? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Speckle, king of self-esteem. Yes, true. That's a great point. And Birdie says that Speckle's face always makes her feel like everything is going to be okay, but she's taken it for granted that his face will always be there. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yep, just agrees. And she's like, I have trouble trusting people. I thought it was just who I am, but I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be here with you, and I love you. Sorry to bother you all, just go now. But then they start having sex. <laughs> yes, and the speckle portrait is like, oh, my. Yeah, that was a very funny animation. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Yes. Meanwhile, Tuka just has gone home alone and mm-hmm. is like, okay, let me clean my apartment. And she really cleans everything like it doesn't seem like anything's under the bed nothing's in the closet she like legitimately cleaned her whole apartment which like will she come clean mine (laughs) yeah it's very impressive they show her earlier in the episode and she's like look i cleaned it and then it pans over and she's just like moved all of her shit to the other end of the apartment and in this scene they pan all the way around and everything is sparkly and beautiful and she even like constructed a wooden thing to put over the hole in the floor mm-hmm. yeah she fixed the floor yeah and uh she pulls up her phone to make a call but she's just not ready she can't do it yeah she's very intentionally she even takes the picture of her sibling and their kid back out of the pile and mm-hmm. it's on the shelf behind her which she also constructed alongside her little tuca and birdie egg from the last episode and she's got those in the frame so clearly she's being like this way when I call, I'll have my family stuff behind me and everything's clean and they won't be able to make fun of me. Listen, Tuka can do anything. Mm-hmm. Very talented. That's why she's Very got all talented. those jobs. So, she does have a lot of jobs. Her jobs are not bullshit jobs. No, all important. So Speckle and Birdie are like still in the cot. I don't know if she like stayed overnight and they're having another round or like if the a- the contractor was just there late. Yeah, true. Feels like know. it's the morning. Feels like it's the morning. And the, the construction worker like comes in and is like, oh, do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. They're hooking up, you pervert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does look appropriately creeped out of like, Ugh. Yeah, because it's weird. And on a cot? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. doesn't feel right. No. Speckle's like, you know, this doesn't fix everything, which is, feels realistic, but sad. Yeah. I just wanted it to be enough. Yeah, same. And Birdie's like, you're my home. And Speckle's just like, these are great words, but like, I need time. And that is super real. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, you're saying these things right now, but I really need you to follow through on this also. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. I don't think he's necessarily like, oh, I need time apart forever. But I think he he needs her to prove that she is there for him and is all in and is not gonna leave him high and dry again. Yeah, like pretty much ever since he moved in, it's been very complicated between them, and there's been lots of behavior that would be very troubling if you had just moved in with someone and were planning to buy a house with them. And he just needs her to start proving that she actually wants to be with him and isn't just it's not just like an inertia thing at this point. A hundred percent. So Bernie goes to a market. They're trying to get a table to sell her pastries. And once again, they are not allowed to buy a booth. 
If they wanted to sell bananas, sure. If they wanted to sell banana muffs, sure. If they wanted to sell banana muffins, absolutely not. That's right. They've been scone-walled. I thought that was very a very funny uh, play on words. Mm-hmm. Um, she also gets a letter from someone that's like, meet me by the berry stand. And then she doesn't know where the berry stand is. And the person's just like, oh, follow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm Baker Barb. And Bertie's like, who? And she just does a flashback of all the... She's like, I work at Pastry Pete's too. And there's a montage of all the scenes of Bertie where Barb is also in the scene. Including the masturbation scene. Yeah, very troubling. And Barb's just like, ah. To me, that means that Birdie has now also done sexual harassment in the workplace. Agreed, yes. She has also definitely violated a sexual harassment policy. Yeah, not good. Well, I mean, I don't think Pastry Pete has a sexual harassment policy. Certainly Um, not. But, like, in a world where he did have those things. (laughs) This is no good either. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, she's like, you've been shut out by Pastry Pete. Uh, Haven't you noticed you're having trouble getting your business off the ground? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tuka and Bertie go to confront Pastry Pete about it because they're strong women who just go confront him now. Yeah, and uh, Bertie's trying to be like, why are you doing this? And Pastry Pete does this total emotional manipulation where he tries to turn it around on her like, wow, you worked for me, you learned from me, you enjoyed the attention, and now you're discarding me? How's that supposed to make me feel? And it's like, ew, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gross. all of it is bad, but that's that line at the end of like, how's that supposed to make me feel? It's like, oh my god, this is so manipulative and so transparent. And then he calls her an ungrateful, talentless little girl and grabs her by the hair and is like, I can ruin you. Yeah, he says, I made you and I can ruin you. And honestly, I'm really proud of Birdie because she just goes, your croissants are dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Duke kind of has spray paints with whipped cream. She's like, and these pastries taste like farts. And he's like, that was a one-time experiment in molecular gastronomy. Is that a real, is, like, I've never heard those words put together before. That can't be a real thing. It's a real thing, but it's like bullshit. <laughs> molecular gastronomy includes a study of how different cooking temperatures affect eggs, their viscosity, service tension, and different ways of introducing oh yeah it's like making like spherification and stuff mm-hmm. all those nonsense things like introducing air into eggs mm-hmm. just what i want on my food more air <laughs> i guess it makes sense that a fart would fall into this <laughs> birdie does not know what to do but thankfully tuka was there and tuka filmed where pastry pete literally grabs her and says like i could ruin you yeah, we love this. I had completely forgotten that this is how the episode ended because I was like, how did I get out of this again? So incredible quick thinking from Tuka. Yes. And so Birdie sends a video to women taking up space. Mm-hmm. Yes. And instantly all of the women are protesting outside of Pastry Pete's batisserie and are saying buy from Sweet Beak instead. And Birdie starts getting so many more orders than what she is equipped to be making in her home right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they recruit everyone. They get all the neighbors, like Draca's there, and Dapper Dog, and all and of the... And the creepy turkey yes, guy. Bruce, I think, maybe. Yeah, the Bruce. templates from when Tuka worked templates. there. Templates! <laughs> I like a ship. Tuka just appears at Birdie's workplace, grabs the temps, and, like, bolts. It's so funny. <laughs> and they're like... 
making all of these sweet rolls in a little conveyor system. They've got the turtles helping. Everything is good. Yes, very good. And they try to fit everything in the car. And there are like hundreds of these boxes that they're trying to fit in there. And it will not fit. But Speckle shows up for Birdie with his truck. Because, yes, he also bought a truck. He is having a crisis. (laughs) Definitely having a crisis. But it does have a flatbed so they can deliver everything. Yes, and so he helps him with everything, and he and he really is just like I'm. I love you, and I'm always gonna be here for you. Mm-hmm. Like even though things are weird right now. Yeah, we love that. So they deliver everything. Tuka calls her sister, mm-hmm. which great step. But then we find out that Auntie Tallulah has been in the hospital because a bird flew into her face and gave her a concussion, and she's in the hospital for cirrhosis. Yeah, <laughs> it's a number of different like misdirects around why she's in the hospital, but we do eventually yeah. find out it's because of cirrhosis. And the sister is a little bit accusatory with Tuca of, I know you're not good at this stuff, so I'm handling it like I always do. But yeah, then... it's it's not nice because like they're not giving Tuca the chance to try. Exactly. And they go, I know you're not good at this stuff. And Tuca goes, what stuff? And she goes, family stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like well that's not really a fair thing to say yeah and tuka's like okay well like bye i love you and her sister does say i love you too and she's really she's happy to see that at least yes for sure yeah and then they get 50 more orders all of a sudden oh my god literally insane they're like they're they're all over the city it's out in the suburbs there's no way they can deliver them all by morning but don't worry, Tuka has a plan. She's always wanted to do this. And so Tuka gets a rent-a-hawk, and they're both in the claws of the hawk, throwing the, like, presents down from the hawk's <laughs> claws, uh, including to Birdie's boss, who it crashes through the window, and he's like, oh, delicious. <laughs> like, children on the lawn. While they're flying, Tuka and Birdie talk about like how it is to see everything up high and how when they're so far, like zoom out, like it's hard to make heads or tails of what things are. But Bertie says, when we zoom in close enough to see details, I care so much. Mm-hmm. Then they see family in and they're talking about like the, the rituals of preparing food and holiday mm-hmm. traditions. And Tuka's like, damn, that family's ugly. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, and then they make one final delivery. Which is the hawk poops on pastry. <laughs> it's like this town needs another bakery. Like I need a giant hawk to shit in my mouth. And then that's what happens. Yuck. Yeah. Very gross. And Tuka says she's going to go stay with her family for a while. Help them out. Mm-hmm. And that is the episode. Our post credit scene is the lamp and the ultrasound machine from when two goes in the hospital in a police chase yes i clearly had not watched it the first time through and this time i was like oh gotta watch the post credit scene <laughs> it was very funny they're on the run mm-hmm. yes, good for them incredible and that's it the season of tuka mm-hmm. and birdie yeah we have three emails oh my god yeah would you like a question about the jelly lakes or about the finale or about the show more generally I think we should go Jelly Lakes finale show more generally. Great. Okay. (laughs) This is from Kiana. 
and Kiana is writing about the jelly lakes. They say, this is a hard episode to talk about, but I'm sure you did it justice. I have a few comments below. So at this point, they've heard us and they can conclude whether we did do it justice. Yes, so. please. Uh, you know what? Actually, if you don't think we did it justice, if we were problematic, please tell us so we can do better. But if you just like mm-hmm. didn't like it, please don't tell us. <laughs> yes, exactly right. That's that's advice for always. Yes. So Kiana says, did you take note of the owl exclaiming, you ate your own surgically removed egg? Her reaction was oh, just like Kirsten. We sure did. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Um, when Birdie says, I thought I was special, it says so much about how the experience impacted her. I think that it says a lot about why she didn't think what Pastry Pete was doing was wrong and why she was upset when she saw him doing the same thing to the new apprentice. She definitely needs to talk through this traumatic experience and process it. And it seems like she hasn't had the chance to do that yet. Yeah, she needs she needs some therapy. Definitely. The scene where Birdie hugs her younger self and swims with her is such a beautiful example of healing your inner child and taking back your strength. It's probably my favorite moment of the whole season. Have some ice cream tonight after watching this episode. Kiana. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. So thank you, Kiana. Kiana set that in kind of right after we'd recorded it. And I was like, don't worry, we hit on all of these things. So great. Abby said, what is your opinion of Speckle now that the season is over? I think I was primed to hate Speckle to start, but... He's not a perfect character, but mm-hmm. I do really like him. Yes. Yeah, no, I really like him too. And I think seeing him in this episode in particular, it's like, yeah, we kind of needed to see something from him of him being like, I am all in on this relationship and you need to start recognizing everything I'm doing. And he's done so much for her. And I think she was really taking him for granted. And Abby kind of agrees and says, I loved Speckle in this episode. He acts like a real person with feelings rather than just a goofy boyfriend and a side-supporting character for Birdie. This feels deserved and realistic, but he's willing to forgive, but that he needs some space and time to process his feelings. Exactly. 100%. Yes. And then Abby says, how do you feel about the resolution of the Pace Repeat storyline? I felt a bit uneasy about it, perhaps because I wanted him to admit fault, and someone like that never would. So again, mega realistic, colorful bird show. Maybe he comes back as a series villain? Do you think he should come back, or is it over? I don't want to see anything more from him. I think we're done with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like this is kind of the best resolution I think we could hope for with this guy where he got shit on by a giant hawk, where he was never going to accept that he had done anything wrong and take accountability for his actions. So I think having it get out and having people protest him and... yeah sending all of their support instead to a small business run by one of the women who had to deal with him. I think that's a, mm-hmm. a nice ending. Best we can Yeah. Make. I'm just, I'm really curious what's next for Birdie, like career-wise. Is mm-hmm. this bakery, like is Sleepy going to be it for her? Is she going to go back to her other job? Will she somehow get paid for both? Because her other job will never notice that she's stopped <laughs> coming in. I was thinking um, that too. I hope that happens. Honestly, collect that. She could be a double income, no kids by herself. Oh, incredible. <laughs> Think, baby. But yeah, I, I don't want to see any more of him. Like, he's mm-hmm. so gross. I hope yeah. that they bring back Dakota. Yeah, that'd be good. Have you started watching season two yet? I have not. Have you? No, and I am. So we're going to be venturing together into the next episode. People are really mean about Tuka and Birdie on IMDb ratings. Mm, don't like that. Okay. Anyways, hello. Sorry. I'm back. <laughs> we have not started season two yet, but we will soon. Yes. Yes. So that'll be very exciting. I think this was a really good season overall. I think they did a really good job of tying it up. And yes. Really liking Tuka and Birdie. Very fun. And I like it. Okay. Yeah. And then there was a third email from Sabrina. And Sabrina says, 
Hi, Kirsten and Lindsay. I'm a longtime horse girl and have been listening to your podcast since episode one of BoJack. I was thrilled when you decided to cover Tuca and Birdie. Both of these shows were huge deals for me and to have a podcast to listen to that is not dominated by cis men about BoJack and Tuca and Birdie. It made me so happy. I listen every week when it comes out and want to tell you how much this podcast means to me. I actively look forward to Tuesday mornings knowing that you're always going to release a new episode. Sincerely love all the segments and tangents, including finding finding out what bullshit holidays it is. Yay, bullshit holidays. Well, don't worry. There were lots today. (laughs) Yes, agreed. And then there are lots of other nice things. I feel uncomfortable reading all of it, but um, this is really lovely from Sabrina. So I really appreciate you sending all that and that you said that the show has been helpful to you. And then Sabrina also flagged the Tiffany Haddish controversy that's happening right now of some issues yeah, that I had not heard of at all about Tiffany Haddish dealing with some sexual misconduct. And the, the thing is, is I, I think we'll never know mm-hmm. because everything's been dropped. So yeah. we'll never know what's true or what's not true, mm-hmm. which is uh, unfortunate. Yes, very unfortunate. And... So yeah, Sabrina said, you're, of course, under no obligation to address these questions and controversies on the podcast, but I know that you have never shied away from discussing controversies surrounding the actors and the shows you're covering, i.e. casting Alison Brie and Bojack. I think what Tuka and Birdie has done and continues to do is incredible and like nothing I've ever seen, and I would hate to see it canceled, but I hope they consider recasting Tuka. If you do look into this controversy, I strongly recommend you do not watch the original uh, sketch that is... Yes, no, I do not want to watch the... The sketch is literally called, like through a pedophile's eyes or something like Mm -hmm. that and uh tiffany haddish has openly said like i regret ever participating in this sketch like i Mm -hmm. should not have done that so at least there's that but the other allegations are pretty shocking and disgusting and i don't really want to go into all of the details Mm -hmm. of that at all but they are extremely troubling but three weeks ago to as of today of recording um november 3rd 2022 everything had been dropped so we will never know the full story through a court of law and we'll never know kind of what's true or not true but tiffany haddish has lost like every job over it Mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens next yes yeah so yeah so thank you for bringing that to our attention as we acknowledged here like we don't want to avoid this kind of stuff yeah I had it on my radar for mess magnets, and we just were like, this is too dark. Like, Yeah, very dark. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Sabrina, thank you for sending that in. Sabrina says, yes. concerning controversy aside, I'm really thankful for you guys and this podcast. Can't wait to keep listening. So, Thanks, Sabrina. We'll see you for season two. Yes. Yes. Very excited. Well, if you would like to hear more from us... You can listen to Lindsay on the podcast of tomorrow, on The Simpsons of Then and Now, and on the What We Do in the Shadows post-show recap. If you would like to hear more from me, you can hear me on Mess Magnets every week, breaking down pop culture, celeb gossip, trending topics. I think I might be doing a Survivor podcast on RHAP the week this comes out, but Ooh. if it doesn't happen, don't at me. It's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. And the week this comes out, I will be on the third episode of Buffy Boyfriends with friend of the pod, Sam Stanish, and his boyfriend, Mike, as they are breaking down Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season one, episode three. I'll be there with them. I'm so excited. First guest on their pod. No big deal. And we will be back next week to talk about Tuca and Birdie season two, episode one, Bird Mechanics. And we'll see you then. Bye.